Today we're going to talk about the topic of prayer. Does teaching your children how to pray feel overwhelming? You know, there are some families who pray consistently and there may be some who may not even know how to pray or where to start. My guest Stephanie Schindler will be talking to us about praying for your children and teaching them how to pray. Being a wife and ministry partner to her husband Adam and mothering her three children is one of the most important callings a girl could ask for. After leaving behind her career and lifelong home in Texas in 2019 and moving with her family to Peachtree City, Georgia, she has found herself living out a 20-year-old calling to pray and intercede for our nation on almost a full-time basis. Welcome to the Gems of Motherhood, Stephanie. It's so good to have you on the show. Hi, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. So so grateful to be here with you today. Absolutely. Now, you know, I am so glad to have you to speak on this subject. You know, because I think that it's just going to be an incredible blessing um and just, you know, how to pray for our children and teaching them how to pray. And yes. I feel like, you know, not just our nation but every family needs more and more of it. Yes, especially in this time, right? Feels like we need prayer now more than ever. Yeah, exactly. I think we need prayer like every moment of the day. It's already trying enough to be a parent, but <laughs> with the situation <laughs> of how our nation is headed, it's even more trying, you know. Yes, amen. Amen. So, can you share with me the power of standing up in prayer for our children? Absolutely. I um You know, I think that understanding the power of prayer is important first and foremost, and I want to make a quick note. My husband and I have felt called to Washington DC since before we even met each other and actually traveled there about 6 months after we got married to see if we needed to answer this call to mm. to Washington DC. And so we went there and we said, "Yes, Lord, we're ready. We'll move here. We'll we'll come and serve here in whatever capacity." And we immediately went home and found out we were pregnant with our first first child. Oh, wow. And I feel like the Lord just said, "Okay, you want to be ready for your call to Washington DC? You're going to start by being a mom." And so it's it has really of course grown and trained me um as a person, but it's definitely trained me in the place of prayer. And so I think the power of standing up for our children in prayer is, you know, we have authority in in the earth and if we don't think that having a ch- authority over our children's lives, you know, and what the enemy is trying to mm-hmm. do them we have incredible influence over their lives as when we stand up in the spirit realm mm-hmm. for them um and the enemy is after them especially we can see that right now in particular if we don't recognize that um the darkness is after our children mm-hmm. um then they're going to get caught you know they're going to get blindsided by it um so i have just learned that it is important to stand on the wall for my children and be actively praying for them and it's been really a blessing because i think growing up i don't think i often recognized that much of what i was experiencing as a child like mm-hmm. nightmares or just horrible thoughts at night i don't think i often recognized that that was actually spiritual warfare mm. and so one of the things we've done as parents is um just really stand up for our children and help them to recognize when they're having a nightmare or they're having you know thoughts that are kind of haunting them at night as they're trying to go to sleep we're trying to let them know well look there there really is 
a devil in the earth, but but God is more more powerful than him. Mm-hmm. And so we've taught our children how to recognize in those moments uh, to stand up to the enemy and they've, they've really learned about beginning to learn, you know, they're, they're, they're young, they're 13, 10 and 11. So they're still learning, you know, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. they're learning how to stand against darkness and recognize it. And I've just seen it be such a powerful thing for them. Um, and then the other area that I think is really important is we just pray for our children's health all the time. We just Mm -hmm. ask the Lord to keep away sickness and disease and bring them under the covenant of heaven. And we, not that we don't have sicknesses because we certainly do. I mean, they get sick, they get colds and whatnot, but we've never dealt with major illnesses, hospital Mm -hmm. visits, you know, chronic diseases of any sort. Um, And I really do attribute that to praying over their bodies. We do it every single night as they're going to sleep. We pray from the tops of their heads down to the soles of their feet. We just pray for health and the covenant restoration in their bodies. And um, it's, it's been a beautiful thing to see that almost like creating a perimeter for our children, if you will, you know, spiritually speaking. So if they're having, you know, haunting thoughts or nightmares at night or they're struggling with a sickness, we're just creating that perimeter for them. Mm. Um, And I just, I think it's shifted their lives uh, amazingly. And uh, they, they don't seem to be afraid right now with the increase of darkness in the world. They seem Mm -hmm. to be sort of ready to face it. Right. So I just think taking that authority in, in prayer over, your children is, um, it's vital. Yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, what you said is so true. Darkness is out to get our children, the next generation of the world. Right. And I'm constantly praying for my daughter saying that let her not conform to the things of the world, but be transformed and renewed by the truth of your word. Mm -hmm. And, and like you said, you know, we have the authority and there's so much power in praying for our children, there's so much power in God's word, right? Even yeah. when they're having nightmares and things like that, when we speak God's word over them, there's peace, there's truth. It is the sort of the spirit that we're we're fighting against, right? Exactly. The evil, the evil darkness. And so, yeah, totally, you know, power standing up in our prayer is just so needed in today's generation. Really and is. we all want our kids to walk in the way of the Lord. And, you know, what are some important elements that we should be praying for our children? You know, we know that there's Ephesians 6, right? There's the fruit of the spirit as well. Mm -hmm. But what are some other important elements that you think we should be praying for our children? One of my first prayers for my children is for them to have their own faith. I want them to know Jesus personally. I don't want them to rely on just my faith or my husband's faith or even their upbringing in the church. I want them to grow in their knowledge and their relationship and their experience with Jesus. So I, I definitely value that praying that they would come into that, you know, as, as they're struggling with issues that they would learn to go to Jesus themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, And I have begun to watch them do that. And there's just nothing that makes a mom's heart prouder than to watch them begin to wrestle, you know, yeah. you know with those things and take it, take it before the Lord. Um, I also think that especially right now, discernment uh, with the evil days that we are living in for them to be able to be light in the darkness, um, for mm-hmm. them to recognize when there's something that maybe somebody's trying to influence them with, whether it's peer pressure or it's, you know, it's coming from another source for them to have that discernment to recognize, um, 
you know, we're, we're not necessarily meant to know right versus wrong. I think all of the time, I think we're meant to, to just dwell with Jesus and, and pursue him and he shows us what's right and wrong. But I mm-hmm. do want them to have that ability to discern mm-hmm. uh, the different spirits that are, that are going on in the earth. Um, Another thing I want them to have right now is I want my kids to have a lot of hope that their lives have a purpose in the earth Mm -hmm, and that, mm -hmm. you know, while we're living in really crazy times, my children were born into this and they have a purpose in this. You know, we talk about Esther, you know, being born for such a time as this. And I think this generation, they were they were born for this. They were made for this. And Mm -hmm. so I want my kids to have hope that if they're hopeless, they'll sort of give up and give in to what's happening in the earth. But if they have hope, they'll want to influence uh, the things going on around them. And my kids have already begun to do that in their schools. You know, they, they really do try to love on the kids that are struggling. There's so much, you know, confusion right now. And my kids have a heart for those children that are hurting. Um, and it's, it's been a beautiful thing to watch. Um, and so in addition to that, in order to love on the people around them, they need the boldness. So I pray for boldness for my kids that they Mm -hmm. can fulfill their destinies in the Mm -hmm. earth, Mm -hmm. no matter what it's going to cost them that, that they will, you know, speak out at school, that they will love boldly with those children around them that are grappling with, you know, darkness. Um, it's, it's not an easy thing, even for adults right now to, Mm -hmm. to stand against a lot of the just oppression that's coming, a lot of the intimidation. So I think boldness, you know, be bold and courageous, you know, uh, was, was spoken to Joshua by the Lord, you know, be Mm -hmm. bold and courageous, you know, be, be strong and courageous. And I think that our kids, they need that. They need that right now. So I pray that, um, regularly. And then finally, just, you know, to have love in their hearts. I think if we, if we don't, if we have all of those other things, if we have boldness and hope and discernment and faith, if we don't have love, you know, we know scripture talks about that, then we really can't be disciples of Jesus. It was his love that transformed the things around him. And so I, I just believe that, um, as I pray for my children, to have that love in their heart that comes truly from the heart of Jesus, that they do begin to affect the lives of the people that they do life with. And mm-hmm. um, they may have purpose in the earth to, to bring a ra- awakening and revival in the right. earth. And so that that's birthed out of love. So yeah, those are the things that I think are really essential for praying for our children right now, young or old, whether you've mm-hmm. got little ones or whether you've got teenagers. I think those are wonderful things to pray over your children. Yeah, that's awesome. You mentioned one thing about praying that our children uh, do not follow your faith or your mm-hmm. husband's faith, right? And the same thing we pray at home here too, that our daughter will have her own faith and not be a churchgoer or doing what mom and dad is doing. And so mm-hmm. even with that, we don't want prayer to be something that is ritualistic or more like a legalistic format, but more so something that we know that Jesus is our friend and our father and that we can have a conversation with him at any time of the day, right? So building that relationship with him. How can we teach our children to build that kind of relationship with him? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think a lot of that is by following our example, 
you know, they, they see what we do. They see that we are regularly ourselves going to him. Um, I think that, you know, when we, when we let them go through difficult times, when I don't always try to come in as a mom and fix everything for them and, uh, just try to make it easy when I, when I actually just trust Jesus with them, when I, when I, um, invite them and their struggles to pursue him and to spend time alone with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always easy to cultivate that abiding place. You know, as an adult, I'm, I'm working on that actively right now is knowing that abiding place remaining with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to teach my kids when they're having a bad moment, when they're struggling, you know, maybe with one another, they're fighting with one another, or, you know, they're having just some negative emotions from an interaction they had with somebody at school. We do try to invite them, like, go have some alone time with Jesus and actually speak to him, talk to him mm-hmm. about what you're experiencing right now. And they do it, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to different degrees of, you know, success, I would say, I'm not saying it's not successful ever, but you know, like my youngest, she's, she's got such a sweet prayer life with, with Jesus. And when she's hurting, she's gotten to the point now where she says, I want to be alone. I'm going to go talk to Jesus. Oh, and that just makes me happy. You know, mm-hmm. she just, she, she, cause she's experienced him and she's mm-hmm. experienced the peace, the real tangible peace that comes with pursuing that intimate connection uh, with the one who loves her. So mm-hmm. That's, that's what I try to do. I try to just push them gently <laughs> to spend yeah. time with him, and, and they do. Yeah. You know, in Proverbs 22, 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, mm-hmm. and when he is old, he will not depart from it, right? And so how can we start teaching young children how to pray? Obviously, one of the ways is, you know, we model prayer, right? Yeah. We model by praying ourselves. But is there some sort of a practical approach that we can teach our young kids how to pray? Yeah. Well, I think first and foremost, they've got to know scripture. They've got to be based in the word of God. Um, and so we, we are, my husband, he's a Bible scholar. So he loves to teach our kids about the Bible. And so mm-hmm. they're regularly getting taught scripture. Um, and so as a mom, what I've tried to do is I take those stories and scriptures and I say, okay, so that, that thing that happened to Joshua, you know, where he led the kids into the, the promised land, the kids of God into the promised land, we can do that too. And, you know, so I teach them that they, mm-hmm. ha- they have, they can have the same courage and strength that, that Joshua did as he was facing down giants and strongholds. So equipping our kids with scripture to know that the scripture is meant for us to live just an understanding of what they're allowed to ask for, what authority they have. Um, And it also guides them to know the heart of God Mm -hmm. um, and what God wants in each and every situation. How how does God want them to pray? Um, So for me, scripture is, is just foundational, but also we just, we teach our kids to begin to ask for the things that are on their hearts. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I can just share a really sweet story, my, I mentioned my daughter, Gabriella, she's Mm -hmm. my 10 year old, my youngest, and she does have a really tight connection with Jesus. And she's begun to learn to ask for what she wants. 
So Gabby's begun to just learn to ask Jesus for what's on her heart and what she wants. And she had for a very long time, my kids wanted a puppy Mm -hmm. and we had for a very long time said no to that. But one night I was tucking her into bed and she actually had a headache. So I was praying for her headache and she stopped me. She grabs my face in her little hands and she was like, mommy, will you just pray for me a puppy? And I was like, okay. And so I did. And as soon as I asked the Lord for a puppy, um, I knew in my heart it was going to happen. And literally (laughs) the next day, I kid you not, friends of ours back in Texas had a litter of golden doodle puppies. And the the name of the dog that gave birth to the puppies was Gabriella, which is my daughter's name. Um, And her middle name was the middle name of my oldest daughter. And we just knew the Lord had immediately answered. Um, And so to, to lead my kids in a prayer for something that was on their heart yeah. that I was actually struggling a little bit to give them because, you know, yeah. be getting a puppy is like adding another child. <laughs> totally. But she watched me surrender. She watched me ask Jesus for it. And then the next day, our little Eliana, our puppy uh, was born. And so just giving the, our children the opportunity to, to, ask for something that they want and watch it happen to build that testimony in them. Mm -hmm. I think that's another key piece for, for teaching our kids to pray. They need to know the testimony of, of asking, you know, for what's on their heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, I, you know, just to share a little bit too, I've had a couple of those scenarios whereby there are some things that my daughter wants and I'm like, no, we're not getting that. But if you want, you can ask Jesus for it. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I mean, those are material things that I I just, as a mom, sometimes I feel like, no, she already has too much of this or whatever. Right. And so I'm not getting it for you. (laughs) Or (laughs) or like there are moments of times for, for example, I think it was like a year ago, two years ago, she lost one side of her earrings. And I was (laughs) like, oh boy, let's pray, you know, that God will show us where it is. And and then as a mom, you're like, God, please come through for this. Right. <laughs> don't leave me here hanging. Yeah, Lord. don't leave me here hanging. And and he did. He answered her prayer, you know, and it was so sweet. Like and and that, you know, we were able to just praise the Lord together and you know, oh, just I thank him for you know showing us where her earrings were and and so that's so great because he cares about the little things. He cares about the lost earring as much as he cares about, you know, spiritual warfare and the growth of our children's hearts. It's, right. it's just so great, you know, because he is real. And so when we pray, he responds. It's, right. it's pretty remarkable. Oh, and I'll tell you another story. So I think it was last spring. We were walking around the neighborhood and then she saw in somebody else's backyard who has a trampoline. She said, mm-hmm. mommy, can we have that? I was like, no, sweetheart. She's like, but she's like it. I said, if you want it, if we want it, you're going to have to pray and ask God for it. <laughs> well, God has not responded to that yet. But that sweet little child yeah. began to get on her knees and oh. in, in the sidewalk in front of the house. Oh, I just love it. To pray and ask the Lord for a trampoline. And I was like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Well, you may be ready for that trampoline anytime now. I don't know. There's no room for a trampoline. <laughs> but she oh, that's already forgotten like about it. She's forgotten about it. 
<laughs> so fun. So fun. I love that childlike faith though. She's like, all right, right here, right now I'm dropping on my knees. Right. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> See, we could learn from our kids, right? We're so teaching true. them, but they teach us as well. It's, yeah. I mean, they do. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, what, so what happens when a child decides that they just don't want to pray? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't think that in that situation that we should ever, personally, I wouldn't force my child to pray. Um, I mm-hmm. would continue to model it. I would continue to let them see the testimonies that will come forth. Um, but for me personally, if I was dealing with a child that was kind of refusing to enter into that practice, um, it would become for me a, a place of intercession. I mm-hmm. would Um, I would step in, you know, we would talk about um, standing in the gap for somebody. If I felt like my child had a resistance in some way to, to the Holy Spirit, um, to the work of God in their lives, then I would just get in there in between um, that my child and God. And I would, I would act as that intercessor, um, just like Jesus intercedes for us in heaven. I would intercede for my child on earth and I would um, pray for anything that's blocking them you know, that they would be, they would be released from that and that they would have a hunger and a desire, um, to pursue him. And if they had had, you know, I think sometimes people don't pray because they've had a negative experience. They've asked for something and it hasn't happened. You've prayed for healing and, you know, maybe their loved one died. And so I would just ask for the spirit to reveal to me what was holding them back from pursuing God. And then I would just contend in the heavenlies for them, intercede for them. Um, and I know so many stories of moms who have prayed for their children. I mean, children that were way worse. Mm-hmm. And there's just unbelievable. I mean, it's the prodigal son story, just unbelievable turnaround where, you know, that person, you know, became a pastor or, you know, is, is evangelizing around the world or, you know, became a, a loving husband and father. You know, those turnaround stories are, are real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just believe if you've got a child that's refusing to do it, resistant to it, there's a reason they're resistant to it. There's It's probably spiritual. And I would ask Holy Spirit for revelation and I wouldn't stop praying until I saw the turnaround. Amen. Now we're almost at the end of the show, but is there anything else that you'd like to share with the other gems of mothers out there? You know, I would say to encourage moms right now, especially in the world that we're living in, I hear people say, especially people that are older that have already raised children, they say to me sometimes, oh gosh, I'm so sorry you're having to raise kids in this generation and this time, you know, it must be so hard. And I would say, it's actually not the case. It's actually really a peaceful time to watch the hand of God move in the earth and to, to challenge our children uh, to, again, to press in, to overcome, to grow in their relationship with God through these trials and tribulations that we're living through. And there's a lot of hope. I have a lot of hope for even though there's a lot of darkness right now, I don't believe yeah. the darkness is winning. Right. The darkness is louder, but I don't think the darkness is winning. Um, I do believe that there is um, major awakening, spiritual awakening coming. And I think it's a privilege as a mom to get to raise my children in this generation that I think is, is probably going to usher in that awakening. Mm. So I would encourage moms to not be caught up in the anxiety of it, uh, to just know that your child was born for this and you are charged with raising that child. And it is a beautiful, powerful opportunity. 
Amen. And I think it also helps our children to witness the awakening and the hand of God over all the situations and what's going on, right? Amen. Amen. Absolutely. And Stephanie, since today we talked about the topic of prayer, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but would you (laughs) mind praying for our listeners? Yeah, I would love it. I would love it. Well, Father God, we thank you so much for the privilege of getting to be a mom, for getting to, whether it is a natural child that we've given birth to or adoptive parents, to be able to raise up a child right now in this hour. God, I just ask for boldness as a mom to raise your child the way that you feel God leading you, that you would not hold back with your child, that you would feel um, a peace and a strength in your heart right now to love on that little one, no matter where they're at, whether they're struggling and resistant to the move of God right now in their lives or whether they're running hungry after him. I just bless the moms that listen to this to to know that your role, you were chosen by God to raise these children and your love and your peace in the midst of the chaos in the earth right now will transform them. And so I just release that over every mom that is listening today, that you would have the love of the Father, that you would have the peace that comes from the Prince of Peace, and that you would have the boldness to raise your children the way that you feel him tugging at your heart to do. Just bless each and every one of you to receive that from the Father. I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for coming on the show. It was such a blessing. Oh, I loved it. This was a a really wonderful opportunity. Oh, thank you again. Now, you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gems of Motherhood podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more amazing Gems of Mothers and more resources, head over to gemsofmotherhood.com where you can subscribe to the show. That's where you'll find show notes with actionable tips and any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I hope you'll find inspiration and learn to cultivate your own journey. You are loved. You're an incredible gem to God. He knows you intimately. He knows what you're going through and he knows what you need. Remember, you are fearfully and wonderfully made in him. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. 